Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I think the discussion should open up with more of whether there should actually be a meta in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Let's go! Grab your friends, it's that time Come again. again. Listen to the show with the phone Fuck never ends. Man. It's Bucko. Bucko! Oh yeah. Bucko! It's your host, Drink it that! And welcome to the 363rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my early birds of a co-host, the first being the sedacious Mr. Maximus. Good morning, Puckle. How y'all doing? That was close to Robin Williams. Uh, <laughs> good morning, <laughs> Vietnam. It's too early for that kind of energy, man. And then, of course, we've got the studious Professor Snag. Good morning, Puckle. And welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, an incredibly awesome name I came up with in 2007. And we are the Pokemon Podcast that talks everything from the video game to the trading card game to Pokedex 3D Pro. <laughs> actually i went so so i always come up with a third party game to like put in that little segment there uh and today it came from snag and uh, snag i just want you to explain like give the story as to why you said pokedex 3d pro all right so uh in my family we make pokemon costumes for halloween and so my wife was like okay i need to see what the back of this one looks like i'm like i have the exact thing to give you a uh 360 3d model of it so i i pulled out uh my pokedex 3d pro so yeah i do miss that i really did want to get nice large qr codes for that so that you could just take all of the pictures with like the pokemon and make them pretty large in in like real life large and unfortunately they canceled i think they only went up to gen 5 right yeah yeah because they realize nobody wants this and <laughs> because well, the novelty then, wore off and it's a shame because i'm sure they had all the models they needed for gen 6 as well absolutely i guarantee you they did so that would have been a like pretty easy update because that came i forget when the game came out but it was relatively close to the gen 6 release it was, I think, around. Gen- it was around when Black and White Two came out, because I remember this. That's when I got a 3DS, 
I got a 3DS right around the time Black and White 2 came out because Black and White 2, um, well, it came out around the time that internet routers started updating from WPA security to WPA2 security. <laughs> and fun fact for you guys at home uh, who are internet security buffs and really actually <laughs> care about this stuff, uh, the Nintendo DS did a, doesn't handle WPA2 security protocols. So you can't have like the normal passwords like, oh, I'm just going to type in, you know, Thatch is my password, right? You can't do that. <laughs> you have to type, you have to have like the long string of numbers, like a friend code essentially to get into your <laughs> internet on the DS. You can't do that on the 3DS. The 3DS came up with the update though to connect to WPA2, which which is much nicer, I, <laughs> which is a much nicer internet security protocol. There's your internet security protocol corner with Thatch. Happens every week here at the Buckle Podcast. <laughs> Make sure you're secure. Don't just plug random flash drives into your computer that you found on the ground. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a thing. That's a that's a wider problem than you'd expect. <laughs> but how are you guys doing? It's It's been a while since we've seen Maximus on the show. Let us know what's been going on with you, bud. Uh, well, uh, where do I begin? Are you, you want Pokemon related, or do you want this anything? Related? Anything, anything you want to talk about? This is your this is your time to shine. Well, my I've been helping my brother out with the family business. We trying to trying to expand, so at least ah. we got a new pavilion. So that's a good thing. So I've been helping him that lately. That's yeah, you know, just a hectic mess. Trying to take <laughs> but life overall has been pretty good for me. I that's good. Complain. That's good. Nice. Always. As always, any any cool Pokemon updates in the past few weeks? Um, just giving out Pokemon cards out to people at work. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you have too many of them, or what? I'm so. I, I'm now. I'm curious. Um, the thing is, there are a lot less Pokemon players, at least the, the video game players in my area. Like we may get every once in a while, someone may come in and ask for some, but we just usually have like stacks that we don't. We just don't get rid of. Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot, yeah. Okay, you give those out at that location. I understand now. <laughs> it took me It took me a moment to connect the dots. I forgot about that employment opportunity that you had. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, if you have extras of those, feel free to send them my way. We'll, we can make sure we make use of those. No and, problem. And we can, we can just give them away on the Twitters and whatnot. Yeah, because, you know, it's... Even though we're only supposed to give them out for a specific time, they don't expire until like months later. No, they don't. I mean, I've I've yep. got a, some uh, RetroRam Zekrom codes that are just kind of sitting on my desk right now, and so I'll probably start handing those out on Twitter soon too. Yeah, and I whenever I go, I, so I have four games, and I always pick up uh, like six just in case someone needs mm-hmm. them, uh, in, like in our Discord or whatnot. So yeah, the yeah. the ones that I really I, I like using them for Twitter. People follow us on Twitter, <laughs> and. Then, but we get to, we get, like, my favorite thing is the ones that they give away at Target because Target is so lax about them compared to literally mm-hmm. anywhere else. <laughs> I've literally just walk into Target, grab the stack, and walk out. <laughs> and, and nobody cares. They just, they're just like, yeah, get those out of our store. We don't want those. <laughs> and... And so, like, I, I went in there because I didn't, I didn't, I forgot about Zekrom and Reshram, mostly because I don't care, because I already have all of these Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> and I don't need them. But, but, th- but that you need them so you can battle competitively with them in VGC 19. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if Zekrom and Reshiram are the two that I would choose for VGC 19 in my in in my opinion right now. Um, Yavetel though, Yavetel, like I would totes go down for Yavetel. Um, I am happy that they did give those away this year though, because I don't know if they were doing it intentionally to prep for VGC 19, but it's a nice little nod to help those people out who need like an extra one. Um, especially with the fact that they're doing three different formats that require these Pokemon. I right. I think that the three different formats throughout the year is a good idea. I think doing the three different formats with legendary Pokemon is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> because all of the players then have to go. They have to go get their new Pokemon, or they have to go get new sets probably for every meta, because every meta is going to be somewhat different. Because I, once you start allowing Z-Crystals in, stuff becomes more viable than other stuff. And... It's just nasty. It's just going to be nasty. And people are going to have to find new Pokemon each and every time. Because Ultra Necrozma, or some form of Necrozma, is going to be viable in each of these formats. I guarantee it. Ultra Necrozma is going to definitely be viable in the in the Ultra format that happens, I believe, starting in April. Like, Ultra Necrozma will be the show there. <laughs> hmm. and oh, yeah. I, and if Ultra Necrozma's there, then Yavetel's going to be there. And if Yavetel's there, then you're going to have blah, blah. And it just kind of continues down the line. Um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of how it's going to... I mean, it's going to be weird. I think we'll see a team that doesn't have Ultra Necrozma on it <coughs> at Worlds, making top cut at Worlds, for sure. I don't think Ultra Necrozma will be a necessity. I think you can definitely perform well without it. It's just being able to work around it that I think is going to be your biggest your biggest issue. But that's Pokemon. Yeah, you definitely have to have an answer for it of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The answer is honestly, no joke, it's straight up just Choice Scarf, Yvettel. Choice Scarf, Yvettel outruns Alternate Necrozma, and it has foul play. Boom. You win. Uh, <laughs> because even at zero IVs, the attack stat on Alternate Necrozma is disgustingly high. And it's enough that a super effective foul play is just going to knock it out. But that is it for our VGC talk today. We have some news to get to, so we'll kick it on over to the news segment. Let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. The news has a lot of random stuff in it. And I'm actually really happy because it's not all Pokemon Go news this week. Um, that is that is always good. There is some stuff to get through, though, because this was a big week for Pokemon, kind of. So let's get the Pokemon Go stuff that is there out of the way. Uh, unfortunately, our Halloween event is over, so ghost types aren't spawning as often anymore. However, Giratina, as Snag informs me, is still in raise until November 20th. So go out, get those Giratina, because next weekend is Pokemon Go Community Day for Cyndaquil. And undoubtedly, you're also going to see, what's that thing called? Blast Burn on Typhlosion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, nice. that's going to be fun, right? And then... or. Uh, I think that's pretty much all of like the big Pokemon Go news. <laughs> <laughs> so that which is awesome because a couple other things happened. First, Lost Thunder, the newest TCG set, dropped, which is really cool. It's all ba- it, the artwork's pretty much based on Zeraora. It's really cool. Go get an Elite Trainer box, get some cool sleeves. You can have some cool Zeraora artwork, and it's it's just it's actually a good set too. It's not a bad set at all. 
So definitely, if you're into yeah. the TCG, you're probably already listening to TCG Cast, know all about it. But if you don't and you're trying to get into it, Lost Thunder, great set to jump in on. Yeah, and listen to the TCG Cast review. They just uh, finished up the review on it um, th- last week, and I've been listening through that. It's yeah, that sounds like they have some really good cards. There's some really good cards in Lost Thunder, so definitely check that one out. Uh, if you are interested in getting a ho or Lugia in your game, this is the last month of Legendary Pokemon. You can go to GameStop in the United States or Game in the UK and go pick up a ho or Lugia code for your Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Sun or Moon game. All of the all of the games, all of the Gen Seven. You can go do that. That's going to be going on, I think, until November twenty eighth ish or something like that. But go and get it. It's a at least it's a GameStop. I, I can't believe I finally just broken down to the point where I'm just like, just to give it to me at GameStop. Before it was, give it to me in a Wi-Fi download. Now I'm going, just at least make it at GameStop. They've broken me. They've broken me. They've broken me with the Best Buy. Uh, also, for those of you who are like me and Whimsicott and are really into 3DS themes, they just dropped a couple random 3DS themes this week. Uh, I don't think they're out in the US yet, which makes me even more sad. So we have this really cool Japanese art style of just uh, Pokemon Parade. It's called the Pokemon Night Parade. And then there's also an Ultra Beast theme that dropped as well. So if you are in Japan or in Europe, you can go download these. If you're in North America, unfortunately, it's not out yet, but it's undoubtedly going to be here in the future. Uh, Also, oh, Pokemon Go. I forgot. Sheninja. You can catch Sheninja. I think I talked about this last week, but you can catch Sheninja now in Pokemon Go. So definitely check that out if you want Shinenja. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying some special research tests. You can get Ninkeda, and then eventually, of course, you can get your Ninjask. So. Ninjask eventually, yes. Uh, also, in probably bigger news that everybody cares about, Incineroar was announced as a new fighter for Pokemon, or for not Pokemon, for Smash, <laughs> for Smash Brothers. And so if you're interested in fighting, fighting the fray with Incineroar... You can go ahead and buy Super Smash Brothers when it comes out on December seventh, and we'll probably we'll probably play some on stream though, because come on, it's Smash, and we're gonna have some fun. So just watch out for that Incineroar. Okay, who? I'm just quick question. Who, who all saw that coming? Like we knew one of them were gonna be in the game. I knew one of them was gonna be, and personally, I was kind of hoping for Decidueye. I'm not gonna lie, because we have we have a fire starter that got a lot of hype in charizard the, granted he got kind of lumped into like the pokemon trainer now and mm-hmm. but charizard was his own fighter in uh smash 4 and then we got uh and then we got greninja and i'm like let's mm-hmm. give a grass starter some love you know and decidueye the perfect one for that decidueye has like such a cool and interesting move pool it can have it on its own granted it is his, it is his own fighter in pokemon tournament so at least it gets love over there yeah and I, th- I think they are trying to keep Pokken and Smash Brothers separate. Unfortunately, Nintendo needs to realize they already have a successful fighting game, and they can't make another one. <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> but this, uh, of course, will mean... Uh, they did say that they're going to be coming out with Amiibos for all the fighters, so there'll be yes. a Pichu Amiibo, there'll be one for Incineroar. I'm not sure how they're going to handle the Pokemon Trainer, if they'll do like just... Uh, like I don't know. I, I if don't they'll know. just do an Ivysaur and a Squirtle one, or if they'll do like legit Pokemon Trainer one with uh, all three or something like that. I don't know, but I, I feel I, like it's just gonna be the Pokemon Trainer itself. Like, to keep it simple, I could but. see that. I I do know that there's a 
they have some of them scheduled for an early 2019 release. I haven't seen... I, I didn't catch a good glimpse of it yet. I, I, need, I didn't sit down and look at the screenshot because, you know, I'm going to go out and collect them. I already have the Ridley Amiibo on pre-order and... I'm just I'm just waiting for them all to come out because I got to finish that collection now because they keep adding to it. I had the 50 from Smash 4. Now I need like the other 20 that are coming out. So, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the, take for, my money for, for me. I uh, for the Smash series series. I just collect the Pokemon ones. So now I have to get those handful more. That's a much wiser decision for your wallet. Yes, I'm it just is. Throw except, that out there. <laughs> except I also get like other series. Like I have the whole Mario series, and I have uh, the Splatoon series. So yeah, you it's know. bad. It's bad. It's fine. They they knew the way to my heart, and they found it. It's uh, fine. I'll, this this I'll, is fine. <laughs> there were a few things that came out in Let's Go this week as well. They're going to tie into our topic today, but. In Let's Go news, we found out that, one, there is an IV uh, judge that you can unlock, much like the one in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, where you can kind of just see the stats and how they all line up, which is really interesting. Um, I, a lot of people might say, hey, that means that's really odd because this isn't like a super competitive game or it's meant as an introduction to Pokemon. Why would you put something as complicated as IVs in there? And my answer to you is, how many Pokemon Go players have you seen just posting IVs of Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Because that that capture button is going to be worn out on the Switch after this is all over. <laughs> Look, I caught a shiny and let's go. And I checked the IVs and <laughs> they're doing, that's all they need to do. They're doing a really good job of that. Also, they, uh, they showed that there's a person in, I believe, Cerulean or uh, Celadon City, Celadon City, um, where you could actually learn. Uh, the special moves for your partner Pokemon, whether that be Pikachu or Eevee, and we've it revealed two new moves uh, in addition to Bouncy Bubble, Buzzy Buzz, Sizzly Sizz, Sizzly Slide. These are all ridiculous names. Uh, the last two are particularly bad. Um, <laughs> Glitzy Glow and my personal favorite, Batty Bad. Batty Bad. <laughs> what is a 1940s cartoon? Yeah, right. And. I- it's I just, so I just, just love the irony of how Batty Bad is a name, and that's like the least bad thing it could be called. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they're asking. It's, 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 we don't know what types they are, but I almost guarantee you that Batty Bad is a dark type move. Uh, <laughs> if, if it's not a dark type move, I'm not gonna know what to do with myself. And I could see Glitzy Glow being uh, what's it called, a fairy type move. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Because they they do need some more fairy coverage in the in these games, but we'll see though. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but that is going to be it for the news. Uh, the WWTC still going strong, so check out the Puckle YouTube channel if you haven't already. We're posting commentary videos on there almost every day now. We've yeah. got we've got a pretty decent workflow going, and I'm pretty yeah, that's happy really impressive. <laughs> you guys are I'm, doing a great job. I'm really impressed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> So we definitely check those out if you haven't already. Subscribe if you can, because we're trying to hit partnership and we can do this together. Uh, we had a lot of people jump on that subscription bus this past week. We had something like 30 people pop up on uh, on YouTube doing that. If we could do another 30 this week, that'd be great. So if you haven't already, please check it out. Also, in other like, Puckle hype news, if you guys could go ahead and review us on iTunes, we've got an extra uh for this week we're only looking for four more and we hit 300 reviews on itunes and it really does help guys we climbed a lot in the itunes rankings because of their weird search algorithm their algorithm is is particularly weird and 
Uh, it actually helped us get found or help people find us on several different platforms. So we are growing. And so welcome to the show if you are new. Uh, I usually do this at the beginning, but I forgot to do it today. <laughs> but thank you to all of you who did that. I hope we can keep growing and I hope to hope to keep doing this with you. But, but we'll stop there and we're going to switch gears to Puckle's Poke Quiz. Where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Snag and Maximus are going to be operating as a team today to answer five Pokemon-themed questions. And they are going to be going for one point a question for a possible total of five points, unless you count the bonus point, and then you count if they don't use their hint throughout the whole thing, they get an extra point, possible total of seven points. They're competing against all their fellow co-hosts for a race to 30 points. It's actually not that... Like, you guys are all relatively close. Nobody's broken 20 yet. I'm not and close. <laughs> I'm definitely not close. <laughs> Nobody's broken 20 points yet, and we'll have a... You guys can actually move up in the rankings pretty significantly today, though. So we're going to see how it goes. If you guys right, are ready, I, I've got my questions. So our first question comes from Thatch, as do the rest of these. <laughs> in each I generation... Like, oh, Thatch in trivia. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> each generation of Pokemon introduces us to new gym leaders, Elite Four members, and notable NPCs. Many generations, except for one, have actually introduced a Dragon-type specialist. What is the only generation to not introduce a Dragon-type specialist? Remakes don't count. In terms of generation, I'm, these are elites, these are champions. Well, and, uh, and notable NPCs. I think that's probably Gen Four because in Gen One you have Lance, Gen Two you have Claire, Gen Three you have Drake. Um, in Gen Five you have two of them: you have Iris and Drayden. And Gen Six is Drasna, and Gen Seven. Uh, Gen 7 doesn't really have a Dragon-type specialist either, though. But No, they don't, because they just have the Dragon Trial. Yeah. There's not a specialist. But if I'm thinking through uh, the Elite Four and all that stuff, I mean, I wouldn't consider Cynthia a Dragon specialist, so... Um, uh, hmm. So it's either Gen 4 or Gen 7. Yeah. Just trying to think if there's, like, a Dragon specialist we may have missed in the... Um... Because there's... Does anyone... Oh, no, I can't say that. Never mind. Um, do we just want to say Gen 4 and, and say that Thatch may have overlooked Gen 7? Or maybe he's counting the trial as as the as the thing? Yeah, let's do Gen 4 just to be on the safe side, I guess. Alright, yeah, that, let's go Gen 4. <laughs> that is correct. Gen 4 is correct. Gen 7, you... So... Gen, this question, it gets kind of difficult if you start thinking about Gen 7. So I didn't miscount Gen 7. You actually have the character Ryuki in uh, Gen 7. He challenges you uh, when you're already champion, but in Ultras and Ultra Moon, he actually is the quote-unquote gym leader character that will actually uh, be the person you battle at the end in the Molly City Cantonian gym. Ah, gotcha. Uh, and okay. he's, he's, hmm. he's a quote-unquote notable NPC. But, ah. so, but Gen 4 is correct, and Gen 4 is going to be... The the theme of all of the questions today. Ooh, back so, in Gen 4. <laughs> back in Gen 4, the theme of the questions. You guys are at one point, though. You guys are one for one. 
I think you'll get most of these. So question number two, this one should be pretty simple. How does one go about changing Giratina to its origin form? Yeah, uh, either has to be in um, the Lost Dimension, or I forget exactly what that what that called. So it's either there, or it has to have the uh, what is it called? Even is it the Gre- Greasiest Orb? It has to be, it starts with a G. It has to be holding. It has to be holding that orb to be origin form. Is that your final answer? Yes, not, only obtainable in platinum. That is correct. Don't we're going to pretend you didn't say only available in platinum. Uh, <laughs> unless yeah, you're talking about absolutely. the distortion world um uh because you can actually still get the grisius orb um there's it is available in generation seven i believe it's in the same cave with zygarde and so you can actually you can obtain uh the grisius orb uh in gen in there but uh, that is correct that is two points for you guys today you're two for two it's gonna get a little bit more difficult here though so question number three in Sinnoh, we should all be aware that there are three lake guardians that protect the three lakes, Verity, Acuity, and Valor. However, in Sinnoh Legend, there is a fourth hidden lake. I'm putting lake in quotes. You can't see it in my sheet, but I, I'm saying that to you. Uh, what is it? Um, the Lake of Rage. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's technically Gen 4. So um, I'm putting lake in quotes because lake is not in its name. Okay. I'm um, trying to think about... location's name. The the for some reason I'm thinking about like a sunny shore. I know like to the north is a water route of some kind. Um but I I don't know if that would be counted. Um Uh I don't know, do you have any thoughts, Maximus? Gen four gen four and five are definitely not my strongest generations. Uh I mean I would say we could use use our hint, but I don't even know if we'd get it with our hint. <laughs> The next one's probably pretty easy, so you could use it here if you want. All right. And we and we still got the stat question too to deal with. Yeah. Um I think I think we should be able to do okay on the stat question, but uh I don't know, what do you think? Should we use it now? Yeah, we can. All right, let's get let's get the hint thatch. All right, so this is where you can go in the game to catch Giratina in Diamond and Pearl. Um, because Giratina obviously is part of the story in Platinum, but this is where you actually go in the game to catch Giratina in, uh, in what's it called in, uh, in Diamond and Pearl. Uh, it is a, it's a little alcove. It's actually hidden on the map as well. Fun fact. If you like try to see it on the town map, it doesn't pop up. Gen four had some cool stuff. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> I'd say I probably and Giratina. Giratina is the is the Pokemon of Death. So, like, <laughs> think about something like that. Um, so, uh, Dead Creek. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say because I know it's like by uh, it's like yeah. What, um, yeah, this is something that you don't typically pay attention to, I understand. Yeah, see, the thing is that I've probably been there, and it you was... Have. I guarantee uh, it. <laughs> I say, but the thing was, the only time I've been there was, like, probably, not even kidding you, 10 years ago in my first yep. playthrough of yep. of Diamond. So, I, I, the name's not coming to me. All right, so, the correct answer. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, Death Creek is incorrect. Um <laughs> The answer yeah, unless is you got anything better, Max was just call, I, I, I got Dead Creek. That's it. <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't even know. So at least you have. Oh, you guys cut out on me. The answer is actually 
Uh, send off spring. Send because off it spring. is it is where everybody goes to. It's when they they pass away. They go to send off spring because at send off spring in the cave that you can go into and find Giratina, the link between the real world and the distortion world is weakened, and you can more easily pass to it and pass into uh, the afterlife. Okay. Yeah, and it is called the the fourth hidden lake of Sinnoh. It is referred to that as the fourth hidden lake of Sinnoh, which is really weird because it's not actually called a lake. But whatever, yeah. it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but you guys are two for three. You guys aren't doing too bad. This next question has your bonus point. Uh, I want to know, in Generation 4, there are five Pokemon that can Mega Evolve. I will give you a point for uh, each pair that you can name. And if you can get all five, you get bragging rights. Uh, <laughs> actually, if you get all five, I will, uh, I will give you... I'll give you your point back for send off screen because that was an unfairly hard question. So there we go. All right. So in Gen 4, you got Lucario. Garchomp, Lopunny. Good. Um, i trying to think about what else. Lucario, Garchomp. No, Ad- Adino was 5th Gen. That was 5th Gen, yep. Um, actually, what else was there? We need one more to get our point there. Um... We got. Um, I'm just gonna throw some things out there and see if we can jog our memory. Let's see, because there's Slowbro. There's. Um, that's not Gen Four, of course. Um, Lopunny. What else was there? Not Mega Sizor. Um, there weren't any of the uh, like new evolutions that got uh, a Mega. I don't think so. Like, there's no Mega Tangrowth no. or Mega Electivire or anything like that. Uh, oh, no. there is a Mega Gallade though. Yes, Mega Glade. Eh, wait, wait. That, yeah, that that's four. That's four. That four. Yep. Let, let's see. Let's, let's take just another moment. See if we can come up with uh, the fifth one. I don't know. I'll throw in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> so the you are correct on those four. The one you forgot is Obama Snow. Oh, yeah. Mega Obama Snow. Oh, but wait, that Obama Snow's fourth gen. Yeah. yeah. I say some, oh, sometimes you even forget that that's a fourth gen. gen. You sometimes even forget that's a Pokemon. And so, but Mega Obama's notes, so that's all five of them. But you guys got two points on that. So you guys are four for four, I guess, technically. Uh, all right. All right. So I'm starting to run out of top, top base stat Pokemon. Yeah, there's uh, only so many you can really do. So I want to know today uh, in question number five, as our base stat question is typically, uh, we're going to be doing some Little Cup trivia today. Oh, I want to know oh, what rock type Pokemon has the lowest base speed, and I'll throw I'll throw in the extra hint because you guys probably weren't you're caught off guard by this. It is a Gen Four Pokemon. It was introduced in Gen Four. Um, what about uh? So for like Gen Four rock type Pokemon, the first two that come to mind are um, Cranidos and um, yeah, Shieldon. I don't think Cranials is faster than Shieldron. You would think. I, you'd think so, yeah. Um, also, a ca- notable character in the anime had one of these. I'll throw that in for free. Well, that could have been a gym leader, so. Or. Uh, main character. I'll say main character. Alright, so. Um, it wouldn't be either of those. I just gotta remember. So you're, you're talking like Ash, Dawn, Brock. Yes. Oh, it could have been Bonslot. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's it. Bonslot. Yep, Bonsly is correct. It has a base speed of ten. <laughs> it is the slowest Pokemon. It's also really interesting because it was, you could technically use a Bonsly in Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. So that's kind of cool. But that gives you guys five points today. 
So that let me uh, see where that puts you on our leaderboard. I'm not exactly sure because I haven't been keeping track of the leaderboard as well as I should have been. So I, me... I have seven <laughs> points now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know that that is I knew that one was as much true. Let's see. It does change up the standings, though, <laughs> because it does give you seven points, as you said, and that that moves you up significantly. Wow. Everybody has points. It's the first time in a while that everybody has points. And all right, so let me everybody's like neck and neck here too. Like it's only everybody's only like one away from becoming top dog. So right now we have Basket in first place with 19 points, followed up by Whimsicott in second place with 18 points. Followed up in third place and tied, we have Sublime and Dr. Shamu with 13 points. Gator is in fifth with 12. Maximus, you are now in sixth place with nine. Jushiro is in seventh with eighth. Snag, you are now in eighth place with seven. Scrawn is in ninth place with six. Viger and Bo are tied for tenth with five. And in twelfth place, bringing up the rear, we have R Sigma with three. And that is Puckles Poke Quiz. These guys are fighting for $20 of PokemonCenter.com credit. <laughs> and because I used to say a plush, but that's not exciting enough because basket wants to win it 15 times and get a switch so <laughs> that is where how where we'll end it today guys uh, we are gonna kick it on over after this short break to the topic ciao i'm the fluffiest whimsicott and i want to tell you how you can enjoy puckle even more and make it better at the same time first join our discord server you can hang out with us on a ton of cool people take part in our tournaments and get all our news right out of the gate you can also interact and keep up with us on twitter on facebook and on our subreddit if you love live content, we're on Twitch at least twice a week with all sorts of streams, from viewer battles to shiny hunting to PTCGO. If you want to drop a little bit of your extra cash on us in exchange for cool stuff, we have both a Patreon and a Public store, so be sure to check this out. And finally, there's so much great Puckle content that we're now on two feeds. Make sure you are subscribed to both Puckle and Puckle Plus, so you don't miss out on any of our sideshows. And drop us a review while you're at it, we really appreciate your feedback. Thank you. And on to the topic. Our topic today is the competitive meta of Let's Go Pikachu <laughs> and Let's Go Eevee. I can't oh, even say boy. that with a straight face. <laughs> this is be fun. The, well, so I, I think the discussion should open up with more of whether there should actually be a meta in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. And I, I'm honestly like, I, we Snag brought up this idea for a topic the other day, and I, my immediate reaction was no. Let's not do that because I don't think there should be one. But uh, we were talking today and we're just like, you know, regardless of whether or not I want one, somebody's going to try to make it a thing. You know that there's going to be an A-Drive video on YouTube where he battles in a Let's Go Pikachu in EV format. And <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt all of our souls and it's going to make us all really sad. But that, that is, it is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it should. I think I think it'll be fun to some extent. I mean, we'll see how. Uh, although I feel like, other than other formats, this one will probably get stale real fast. I think this one will get stale just because of the lack of people playing it. I think the biggest thing that shows me that this game is not meant to be a super competitive title is that VGC 2019 is still on Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, and it's not on Let's Go. Uh, Let's Go is this fun little bonus game that's really cool. I do think it has potential, if done well, um, to introduce people to the competitive format because we still have EVs, IVs, natures, and mm -hmm. stuff of that sort, and like all of all of the basic bread and butter minus abilities is, is there. 
And so you can kind and, of get in there. And held items. And held items, yes. Held items and abilities are the two big things missing, which honestly are probably okay. I think their their excuse is, hey, this wasn't in Gen 1. Why would we put it in now? Well, natures weren't. IVs and EVs in their current form absolutely weren't. Yeah. And well, megas weren't. They're in. Yeah, megas weren't. That's a that's a whole other <laughs> ball of wax. We'll, or, we'll get there. Or uh, <laughs> so, so all those as well as like uh, dark types and Alolan forms. <laughs> Dark types, steel types, Alolan forms, Meltan, Melmetal, fairy types. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of new stuff in there. M- mythicals and- that evolve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, whatever. Consistency. We can't have eggs for that reason. It's fine. And uh, I I do think that this has a really good potential to introduce a younger crowd to quote unquote competitive. Because you can kind, of, they can kind of see IVs. Because we we do have the IV checker that's been announced for Let's Go, like we mentioned. Uh, the one thing we didn't mention was they actually have somebody that can help control what nature the Pokemon is when you catch it, uh, when you go catch wild Pokemon, which is actually helpful in the Let's Go Pikachu scenario, because we don't have eggs, and so we don't have the Everstone method to pass on abilities. Oh, that's true. And it well, yeah. But- so I mean, I mean, my biggest problem is trying to be actually competitive with this game. One, you're either cheating and somehow hacking in Pokemon, which I'm sure will happen by like January. And yeah. you're either you're either doing that or you are or you're uh, just getting extremely lucky catching Pokemon that all have 31 IVs. Because if you think as a competitive player, you go, man, I need my perfect Pokemon. To be fair, back in Gen 4, I, I did it. Uh, bingo card. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> But back we in Gen, we hit that already. That. Yeah, that's true. Uh, back in Gen four, when we used to play competitive Pokemon, perfect Pokemon were just like an ideal, and they weren't ever used in their form like they are now. Like everybody's got five IV Pokemon. Everything's got five perfect IVs. Back in Gen four, we would have maybe one or two. That's what we would strive for: one or two thirty-one IVs, because everything else was just rolling the dice. So. Uh, I mean, we're kind of back to that, which is kind of cool in a sense. I think being able just to roll the dice and just have some fun. I mean, from a kid standpoint, if you could just get them into being like, hey, yeah, I want to battle my friend XYZ, have a cool little tournament with them. I think that would be a lot of fun. And yeah, that could work out really well. I I could see that working. But in terms of trying to make the the meta competitive, I think it or make it competitive for the standpoint of me, a competitive player is just a completely moot and stupid point. Uh, because you've got a lot of things that just don't work out in that sense. Like you've got, uh, I mean, gen one, if we just, let's go back to gen one and talk about that meta to begin with. (laughs) I think that's where we should go. Mm. So the first problem is psychic types were OP and they're kind of like the reason that Alolan forms are in there are because psychic types are OP. Yeah. That is why Alolan forms are there because no dark type exists in gen one, unless you add Alolan forms. You get Alolan Muck, you get Meowth slash Persian, and you get uh, Rattata and Raticate. Uh, the problem I still see with those, um, outside of maybe Muck, um, is that they're still weak to fighting type moves, which something like Mewtwo or Alakazam has access to. Yeah. And but and so that I'll, that's my big worry. Well, but also to counter uh, Psychic being OP, you now also have Bug-type attacks that can actually do something, so... You do have Bug-type attacks, that's true. Your Pincers, your Scythers can uh, probably make a dent in those uh, when it comes to to that stuff. 
I, I don't think Pinsir or Scyther would be the correct answer for that. I don't think either of them are uh, fast enough to really or, take on. I mean, what, what, uh, what's, well, what's, the, what's the base yeah, speed so. of Scyther compared to something like Alakazam? I'm thinking Alakazam, not even Mewtwo. Because most battles, kids would probably be like, well, no Mewtwo, because that makes it stupid, right? And yeah. so if you, if you say no Mewtwo, let's think about Alakazam. You need to outspeed Alakazam to be able to take it out with a bug type. Because if not, Alakazam's got access to things like Fire Punch. It's got, I mean, we're assuming that it's got the sta- same standard move pool. It yeah. has in the, in the other games, which I think is probably a bad assumption. <laughs> but I, we'll I was see. saying, like, they're doing lots of crazy stuff with moves, so... Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know, right? Well, there's a lot of things that can learn ghost-type moves, like Shadow Ball. How do you Shadow Ball, that? that's true. That's true. Uh, that's true. A lot of... Shadow Ball does open things up, too. That changes a lot in the Gen 1 meta. I mean, Gen 2 meta was, it was better. It wasn't perfect, but it was better. And, and so... the. I, I just think the biggest problem is they didn't really balance the meta here, and you're still going to see psychic types and Gengar do really well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> psychic types plus Gengar, because uh, I'll I'll just always go back to that story when I was because uh, like I was known as like the Pokemon kid <laughs> when I was doing my undergraduate work because you know I I had a Pokemon podcast and I did Pokemon stuff all the time, and you know they brought in Pokemon Stadium on the N64 and. They're just like, oh, we're going to take you on. I know the best team, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I just go down the list of psychic types and I just pick those rentals and then I pick Gengar. And then I'm just like, good game, guy. <laughs> I win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so that that was the big thing. Like they were trying to, that, that's the big thing that I, I, I hope that gets remedied. I'm not entirely sure. I think Melmetal is honestly there because of that reason too. Because steel types do resist psychic type attacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Melmetal looks like he's going to be a beefy boy, um, <laughs> yes. because it, uh, the calculations were done for his HP. Um, if assuming zero EVs in HP and a thirty-one IV, it looks like he might have a base one twenty HP stat, Whoa. which makes him a bulky boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Melmetal is probably there for that reason as well. Also, just to like make me buy the game because I have to go. Man, I got to catch them all. It's been 20 years, and I, I've been brainwashed. But but in terms of, like, just that, I mean, things are also different, because we've, we were talking before this, like, there's no abilities, right? That yeah. changes a lot. Well, especially like, with Megas, because I think a lot of the, the power that came with Megas was that, that they had an ability that also helped them out. So, like... Oh, yeah. So, like, now your Mega Charizard, yeah, they're going to get a stat buff, but uh, your Mega Charizard Y isn't going to have uh, the sunlight. And yeah, no uh, even more significant, your Mega Kangaskhan isn't going to have parental bond. Yes, this is true. No, no parental bond. No sunlight. No tough claws on Mega Charizard X. No thick fat on Mega Venusaur. Yeah, all the things that made them good, except Mega Blastoise. Mega Blastoise was good without its thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, quote unquote. So good. was so was Mega Slowbro. Yes, he was pretty good. He was bulky. Yeah, Mega Slowbro too. You're right, because I think Mega Slowbro's ability is garbage. What, what even like, is it's shell, it's shell armor? It's shell armor. No crits. That's what, it. is, what is Mega Blastoise's ab- ability? Uh, Mega know. Launcher. So Dark Pulse, Water Pulse, and a couple other moves get buffs. I think it's like a one point something buff to their power. The, the only move that it used was Dark Pulse. It was either Scald, yeah. Ice Beam, Dark Pulse. And yeah, Rapid Dark, Dark Pulse it. was the only move that it ever really utilized for that set for that ability. So, meh. Mega Blastoise is going to be all right. <laughs> He's going to transition just fine. So, I mean, really, I think the the Megas especially that will benefit from this are the ones that already had, like, didn't have a significant 
uh, ability, unlike the ones we just mentioned. I think it levels the playing field somewhat between Megas. Because I was really worried initially because Mega Charizard has the ability. You could just choose which one to Mega Evolve into in Let's Go. You can just pick, I want to be Mega Charizard Mm -hmm. Y or I want to be Mega Charizard X. And I thought, oh man, that's going to be really bad. But without Tough Claws, without Drought, I don't think I care anymore. (laughs) It's still a Mega Charizard. Like... And and on top of that, the unless it stays as unless it goes Mega Charizard Y, Mega Charizard Y is probably the better one out of the two in this meta, just because then you don't get hit by Earthquake, um, because you don't have Levitate anymore. Well, Gengar already never had Levitate, but yeah. I mean, Levitate goes away. I mean, Magnemite never had it anyway. Um, <laughs> none of the Pokemon, none of the Pokemon that in Gen One that should have Levitate had Levitate to begin with. Um, that are that are notable. Maybe Haunter, Haunter and Ghastly. That's just something like playthrough wise. Just remember they don't have Levitate anymore, and that's that's about it. Everything else is pretty much in a good place. <laughs> uh, watch out, Weezing. Yeah, Weezing. Yeah, Weezing had Levitate. That's true. That's like the only one I think that really matters. Is that Weezing? Weezing no longer has Levitate, so it's not immune to those ground type moves anymore. And just spam an earthquake all throughout your playthrough, guys. That's how you win. Right. I'm really excited to see how this goes, though, because we haven't been shown a lot for these games yet. Uh, I do want to see how akin to yellow version they are. The preloads happened already. The preloads already started, so I'm waiting for somebody to crack it open (laughs) and let us know if there's anything weird. Because I want to see if... uh, One, how do we get the starters? How do you get Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur? Um, That was never really confirmed. How you got That's, them? I assume it's like Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. I, I don't see why they wouldn't, especially because they're saying they're trying to go back to those roots and, and whatnot. So I would I would guess that, yeah, it's probably about the same same as those games. Um, I hope but, so. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, so. I, maybe, ooh, what might be nice is maybe instead of just kind of them being given away, maybe we get like a, a side mission or a cutscene mm-hmm. or something that involves that. So That would yeah. be cool. I'd be down. Yeah, I'd be done. I'm I'm really interested in this game. I I can't wait to get a hold of it. I'm hoping there's a midnight launch, but our GameStop has had a history of not doing a midnight launch for things. Like they didn't do it at midnight launch for Assassin's Creed, which really was made me worried because like that's where I had my Let's Go pre-order. And I'm just like, uh, you guys don't you're not doing one for Assassin's Creed though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that one's probably just about as big as Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, for for us, um, we order ours on Amazon, but it's going to be uh, Christmas when we first get to play ours because oh, it's a Christmas sad. present. So I know. yeah, I I see people not taking this one as seriously though, which is honestly what I expect in terms of Let's Go because yeah. Let's Go is I mean it's not supposed to be serious. I mean yeah. that's why that's why we had we're having oh, this discussion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Without w- I mean, without held items, without abilities, it's not supposed to be serious, and that, that's why like we typically do a live show for these events. But I don't plan on doing it for this year because one, I don't think everybody is going to buy it. Like Basket is hard against buying this game, and which is fine. The game's not for him. Yeah. And and I know I know there's just a few people who aren't going to buy it, who aren't going to play it right away, like you, and uh, unlike. But I have to because I'm the host of a Pokemon podcast, so. <laughs> I just want the Pokeball charm. Qu- question for Bright. you, Thatch. Uh, so uh, you know, we're talking about the this being uh, a competitive meta. We talk about what things will do well and what won't. Do you think with the simplicity, like an actual competitive meta, would be opened more up to kids? Like I know there's the junior division in the, in the VGC, but I I really question how fully those kids yeah. really understand it. 
right? So I so in a perfect world where Thatch runs Nintendo, um, yes, I think that would be better to do. Honestly, because like it's not as competitive, but it gets the kids going out and playing Pokemon, and then they can see, oh, once I go from juniors to ma- not masters, but juniors to seniors, I switch over to the real game, right? Mm-hmm. Because I I do like you, I question, especially even in like the TCG, almost, I question like the kids' ability to comprehend what they're actually doing. <laughs> um, well, the TCG, I think they understand what they're doing, but in terms of the video game, I doubt the kid sat there and bred the Pokemon themselves. I doubt the po- the kid tr- EV trained it. I mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the parent or the brother or sister or something like that going yeah. ahead and making the team for them and then giving it to them. And, and like even uh, kind of giving them loose piloting instructions. Yeah. And so I think that's that's the big thing that I see happening and I think let's go would be I think that would be an interesting way to go with VGC like make the juniors division let's go and then make their make a serious format for everybody else. And I, I think that would be really cool to do. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think it would be honestly a better way to go about it, though. If we are talking about making like a I, I, I don't want to say it on the show, but if we're trying to make a half baked uh, meta here, because let's go isn't going to be super serious without held items. You're losing out on a lot of things like Alolan Muck won't be as good without like a figgy berry and gluttony or without an assault vest. Alolan Muck won't be as good, I, but you can say that about a lot of Pokemon. Um, uh, I'd still think Alakazam's going to be really good. Mega Alakazam's going to still be phenomenal. Well, yeah, because it's going to be pretty much the for- fastest thing in the format. Yeah, it's going to be super fast, and not a lot can catch it except maybe Electrode, but Electrode's still not that good. And it's going to be an interesting format, and I think it's I think it's much more flexible as a format if we try to go with Let's Go, which is good for people entering, which is what Let's Go is all about. Um, because it's going to be a much more forgiving format. Now, this is all assuming candy values don't exist, which I'm like 80% sure they don't, and I'm ready to be proven wrong. Um, but I'm pretty sure candy values won't exist. Even if they do, I don't think it really mat- matters for what my view of what this competitive format, competitive in quotes, format should be. I think that it's a great way. It's a great way to give people an entry into the competitive format. And it's more forgiving if say, hey, I really like X Pokemon. I want to use it. You know, like, I really think Jolteon's a cool Pokemon, said Bo. I want to use it. And then you can actually build a team that's going to be much more forgiving in the overall competitive format than in, say, OU for that matter. Like, hey, I want to use Jolteon in OU. And in my mind, I go, ha ha ha, have a good time. Uh, And... like that in in the let's go format i go yeah you could use whatever you want essentially like i wouldn't say oh man charmander is going to be really good but you could use pretty much any pokemon that you would end the game with in that format also i don't know how partner pokemon would work out in that format at all either because i mean you're looking at this pikachu and this eevee that are going to be getting pretty much whatever move they want and probably i wouldn't be surprised if they got some kind of stat buff to go with it as well which might be where candy values come in, just to be able to stat buff your Eevee and your Pikachu for Let's mm-hmm. Go. That might be where it comes into play, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not entirely certain. I don't know. I think, uh, I said before that it might get a little bit stale faster, but we're really only going to have this game for a year until people completely shift to the 2019 game. And even then, I would still argue that this isn't going to be people's main game. I, oh, no. I, I still think the competitive scene is going to very much be on Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I I believe so too. 
because you're missing 656 of of the Pokemon. <laughs> but, I don't know. I I think I think there'll be something there, and I think there'll be something for people to get into and enjoy if that's what what gets them going. I mean, think about it. For uh, a couple months ago, they had a, an entire cup dedicated to a one v one with two Pokemon. Yeah, no, that, it's a fun format. I I think it'll be a fun format, and I'll probably dabble in it once. And there's a good chance that we just do it for fun at the end of next year, like we do for our fourth tournaments every year. Just throw like a fun little let's go tournament and see what happens, right? But yeah. I, I I don't expect it to do well. Uh, I don't expect it to be a super competitive meta. I expect it to be fun. And I mean, that, to be fair, that's where everything comes back to. Let's have fun with it. Well, um, I, I, I do get concerned sometimes when people take Pokemon way too seriously. Like the big thing for me is when people see the story of Pokemon as a chore, um, especially in the competitive scene. And I, mm-hmm. I do understand Masuda's points in his interviews where he's like, I want people to really experience Pokemon the way we see Pokemon. Which is not just the competitive scene, not just the story, but the whole thing as as one big piece, right? Mm-hmm. And and it is a really cool way to be like, yeah, here's a story. Like, go play the story. Go play Pokemon. Don't go and try to min max stats right now, which is fine. I mean, that's that's this isn't the game for that. And to be fair, this was supposed to be a gap year. If you will look at Pokemon's release cycle, this is a gap year, mm-hmm. and we're getting a game anyway. We're getting a cool game, something different, something fresh. It'll be really cool to see how that works out and what carries over from Let's Go into the 2019 game. I think that's I think that's pretty much the whole story there. I know this is probably one thing that a lot of people are going to take some getting used to, but I do love the fact that uh, for this game that there aren't wild Pokemon battles. I mean, yeah. one, one, it literally takes the grind out of things, and then thinking, like, we've been trained since the beginning that, oh, this is what you do to catch Pokemon. You you fight them, and then you weaken them, but this is just like, go throw a Pokeball at it. Yeah, I don't think that's going to, I don't think we're going to see that carry over to um, the main series. I don't think that you'll see that in 2019, only because uh, I think it takes some of the excitement out of it. Because, I mean, something could be said if we go back. I, I mean, I understand the lack of a grind is a good thing to an extent, but I think you need the grind so you can feel somewhat rewarded after a while sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not all the time, granted. Like, I, I'm a big fan of the XP share and making sure that my Pokemon are never underleveled at all times uh, <laughs> throughout a playthrough. But I'm also a big fan of uh, also having, like, in, the, in terms of quote-unquote post-game content, I really love that in Sun and Moon particularly, there were a ton of just 1% encounters. Just a ton of them. That way I could go through and I could spend my time just trying to find those 1% encounters. And I part for me, part for the me, part of that is the Pokemon experience. Like that is part of my Pokemon experiences. I like having to hunt for something like that. I think if you take away the hunting ability, um, we just won't have shiny hunters on Twitch anymore, which may not be a bad thing. Uh, but <laughs> hey, you're talking about a third of what we do on Twitch right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really interesting uh, way to go about it. We'll see though. We'll see. I, I think that's I- a good place to wrap. Oh, go ahead. I was just say I think maybe you see like that kind of change where maybe instead of like people just like doing like the random encounters to make that happen you know it's probably going to be more of going in and out of a room to get the pokemon that you want to spawn so maybe you do have those one percent encounters but that you have to be going in and out of the room to make that happen 
That sounds um, worse. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I'd much rather have it because, like, it kind of takes away the dre- the adrenaline rush, honestly, in my no, opinion. I, I agree. Like, uh, in, in Gen 5, that's actually how I cheesed um, uh, either, I forget if it was Tornadus or Thunderous, which one, whichever one. Yeah. You just, you just cheese it by going back and forth on a route, and then whenever there's weather, it's like, oh, hey, this is my thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that's uh, that's the big thing for... Uh, I think you're going to see that anyway. <laughs> like, just wait. Just wait until Let's Go is out for like a month, and we're just going to see people going in and out of the room on Let's Go because they're going to be shiny hunting for a Pokemon. That That's fine. I just don't think that's going to be nearly as exciting as... I think SOS chaining is stupid. Granted, I don't think that's the best shiny hunting method there has been. Probably something like Dexnav has probably been the best one. Yeah. And that has been the most exciting because it did take quote-unquote skill. And we'll see, though. We'll see what happens. I, I would prefer to see something like Dexnav return. as opposed Because Dexnav, I think, is that happy medium to seeing Pokemon in the overworld versus seeing the Pokemon out in the uh, uh, overworld like we do in Let's Go. Because uh, we do. It's, it's just a random encounter that you can see, like, the tail in the grass, right? And you're just like, oh, that's a Pokemon. Let me go run over there and get that Pokemon. Uh, I, I do like that. I think that would bring the world more alive. Uh, take notes, game freak, and that's 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 where I would like to see it go. It doesn't mean that's where it's gonna go. I'm not well. Janushi Masuda is not really involved in the 2019 game. He might be producer, but he's not directing it. Um, but they have put Omori as producer on Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, so he might be producing it, which would be really cool if Masuda wasn't, because Masuda's kind of got some dated things, and we'll talk about it next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we'll end it. And we will, uh, we are going to catch you guys on the flip-flop, and we'll be right back at you with the poke of the episode. And let me say it one more time. Catch you on the flip-flop. Poke of the episode. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 416, Vespaquen, the Beehive Pokemon. The Pokemon Alpha Sapphire Pokedex entry says, Its abdomen is a honeycomb for grubs. It raises grubs on honey collected by Combi. So Vespaquen is in this untiered <laughs> thing competitively. This is, must be new because I've, I started seeing it pop up recently on some of my uh, favorite Pokemon that I've been trying to... Well, not favorite, but some Pokemon that I thought would be good in lower tiers. And so there's this new untiered thing on Smogon. And so any Pokemon that is classified as quote unquote not relevant do not have a, uh, which means they don't have a usage of 3.41% or higher, which mean, or they're, or they're not viable in PU or something like that. So if you're looking at these Pokemon, there's a lot of them. There's a really good list of them. And some of them I'm really surprised if I like Krussel. I think Krussel's a surprisingly cool Pokemon that should be able to see competitive play. Also Electivire. Let's get this out what? of here. Electivire used to be like the top of OU, man. Silvalley? <laughs> Silvalley. Well, only some of the Silvalley. Yeah. Well, not all of the Silvalley. Like, Silvalley Steel is actually usable, at, but it's like Silvalley Ground, Silvalley Fighting, stuff like that. Uh, Pseudo Wudo, but uh, Vespaquen is the one we're talking about today, and that one is in this tier, which I find really, really odd. Because I think Vespaquen could see some, do some damage. Um, and this kind of goes back to the topic that we talked about last week, which is what makes a Pokemon competitively viable. And how there are some of these Pokemon that just aren't used, and that's kind of how Smogon bases its usage on. And 
I think this is one of those things where you can just kind of start to find things that might be able to work in PU if you are one of those players that's just like, man, I want to play with the worst of the worst. And you could definitely find some Pokemon that could work with you and you can actually build a team that could be fun. I think I think uh, Vespaquen is interesting. I don't think it's the greatest thing. Its move pool is pretty shallow overall. It's mostly bug type moves and flying type moves because that's what it is. It's a bug flying type. But it's got a base 70 HP, a base 80 attack, base 102 defense, base 80 special attack, base 102 special defense, and a base 40 speed. All of these things, except for the speed, are decent. It's not bad. Yeah, uh, especially the stealth those defenses. Rocks, they, yeah. yeah. The stealth rocks uh, weakness is awful, but I mean, you can make it work. So honestly, you just build a bulky set. You could run, you could run uh, 252 HP, 252 defense, or special defense, depending on what kind of bulk you want. Um, he gets access to the fog. You could run to fog. Well, not he, but she gets access to the fog. Um, <laughs> also, access to bug buzz, access to U-turn, access to destiny bond, which are pretty good ways to do it. You could throw some lefties on there. It, the only ability it gets are pressure on a nerve, and so the right answer is pressure. Uh, <laughs> That is that is the right answer. It does have Felstinger, which could also be a fun thing to talk about. Um because if you knock out a Pokemon with Felstinger, you get three you get three attack stages, which is nutsos. Uh so there's a couple of other moves that it gets that are special to Vespaquin itself. One of those being Heal Order, which is essentially just a recover for Vespaquin. Um it's just hey, heal, half HP, boom. Uh, but it also gets, I believe, a couple of other order attacks like this because this is just its thing because it's the queen of the combies. It has uh, attack order, which is, that's actually a pretty good bug attack, too. It's a 90 base power, but it has a high wow. crit rate. That's actually not bad. <laughs> like, no. bug, it's, it's, you could uh, run that instead of bug buzz if you want to run a physical bug type, which yeah. honestly, I would honestly rather run a physical bug type than a, uh, <clears throat> than a, than a uh, what's it called special bug type yeah i mean uh, this this could be a lot of fun in lower tiers it also has defend order which will boost yep. its uh defense and special defense by one stage so i mean it's already got a good defense stat stats you know mm-hmm. and get it bumped yeah. up some more um, yeah so i i definitely think it's worth trying to play i think it's worth it just to try i i think it's really really interesting as a pokemon overall it's really cool uh it was really frustrating as a young lad playing gen 4 and trying to get that female combi when they're only 10% male or something like that. It was stupid. It was, or is it one-eighth? Let me check. One-eighth. It's yeah, one-eighth, one yep. That's what happened. It was just like, yeah, trying to get that one-eighth combi to get that Vespa Quinn. Uh, but, yeah, Shiny's not bad either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vespa Quinn is, uh, is the queen bee. Yeah, let's see. Oh, all oh, G- TCG wise, I think there's all of Vespaquin that we can all just just think about in our hearts from the TCG. Um, so back in back in the Let's day, say, where's where's Basket? <laughs> yeah, back in the day, Ancient Origins dropped this awesome Vespaquin, where this Vespaquin. Um, oh, that's the wrong. It's not Ancient Origins. I was wrong. Oh no, it was. There's two in Ancient Origins. There are two Vespaquins in Ancient Origins. This one had Intelligence Gathering um, for one colorless energy. Where you can draw cards until you have six cards in your hand, uh, and did ten damage. But the more importantly, it did B revenge for two colorless, so you could just slap a double colorless on this Vespaquin. And this attack does ten damage for each of your Pokemon in the discard pile. Which back in the day there was another deck called Night March. I, I keep forgetting because like we've been around the block for so long that like this is probably not relevant to most people, but it's relevant to us. <laughs> but 
Night March was this deck where it was based on just discarding a bunch of Pokemon that knew Night March. And then the attack Night March would do a bunch of damage, and it ended up being your little 30 HP Joltik was doing 200 damage and knocking out these giant EX cards and picking up two <laughs> prizes. Uh, this would actually pair really well with Vespaquen, and so there would be Vespaquen Night March decks that were running around. Because you would just have a bunch of Pokemon in the discard pile. You also had a, you also had a trainer card in Battle Compressor that just lets you dic- discard three cards from your deck. You got to choose which three cards. What a format. Oh, I man. miss it. I didn't, really, <laughs> I didn't realize you got to pick those. I mean, I never played that yeah. many, but man. <clears throat> yeah. Vespa Quinn does now have a card that I think... No, it's not coming into rotation. I lied. Um, oh, it does. It does. There is a Vespa Quinn that is coming back into rotation in the next couple of sets. It's out in Japan in the uh, in the Fairy Rises set. Um, but this Vespa Quinn isn't as good IMO, uh, in my opinion. It's got 120 HP. It's a grass type, obviously. And for one grass energy, it does queen command for 120 damage. If you don't have five grass Pokemon on this bench, this attack does nothing. So that's take that for what you will. Maybe it works well. Um, I think we got Professor Elm's um, research or something like that. This new card in Lost Thunder that will actually help you get Pokemon on the bench again now that Bridget's out of rotation. But we'll see. It's a, it's an interesting card. Vespaquen's got an interesting history. It's just a it's a cool Pokemon overall. And everybody should try to hang out with more Vespaquen, or at least use it on your next playthrough if you can. Try to use it on your next... Is it available in Sun and Moon? I'm doing an Ultra Moon playthrough right now. No, it's and not. And I need to know. No, it doesn't. Oh, <laughs> oh my soul. You you already have one yeah. of those uh, 1-8% um, yeah. females. <laughs> That's so true. Um, the high mentality. There's not a lot of trivia on it, unfortunately. It's tied with Togetic for the lowest base speed for all flying-type Pokemon. Yes. Yes, it is. But uh, <laughs> the one thing I will throw out is, uh, I don't have it yet, but in um, in Pokemon Rollout, the PTU podcast that I do separate from Puckle, um, I have a female combi. She's r- right there ready to evolve. She just has to like do something to actually make it happen. But It's uh, a combi, so that's your yes. first problem. Yes. Uh, her, her, her name is Beatrice. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's your first problem. It's a combi. This combi is absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it it's tough. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've I've been trying to get it into the game and trying like get it to be involved in the action, but it uh, just hasn't had good up. Op- like w- recently, I was fighting against some Rhyhorn. Not a good matchup for a combi. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Vespaquen, the bee Pokemon. We are gonna kick it on over, guys. To the mailbag right at, well no not right after, after this cool little bumper track it's mail time it's time for the mailbag send in your emails and welcome to the mailbag the mailbag as always is brought to you by the energy drink green toros the energy drink that gives you hooves hooves, hooves. And as always, we'll give the Green Taurus Badge 2018 version on the Discord to anybody who writes an awesome email that inspires a good chunk of discussion. So we, uh, for those of you who are new to the show, this is the place where we read listener emails. You can send us an email at pucklepodcast.com, at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, where you can answer our mailbag prompt. Last week, we're asking you, I believe, what Pokemon do you think are, what's your favorite competitively viable Pokemon or something like that? And... 
Uh, or you could just ask us any other question. We'd be more than happy to answer them. So just feel free to send those in, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. So our first email today is going to be from random guy, random guy named insert name here. <laughs> I'll take this one, guys, because right. that's a mouthful. Um, greetings, Thatch, and whoever he has. I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. I never... I never sent an email on the topic of the episode 355, Pokemon World Jobs. I love Gen 5, and it was my favorite game in anime. So I cannot believe no one thought to say that for their job, they would be a vigilante akin to a vigilante battler akin to a Selgore man. It may not be a real job, but you can help save people and earn prize money from battling criminals. As well, you may get rewards from kind people that you save as long as you're not not greedy and expect payment for services as that would just be acting like a mercenary. If not, then this, then you could join the international police. These jobs would be really fun and encompass the skills of a good trainer. Don't read this. Uh, oh, don't. <laughs> and finally, a Pokemon that I like that ne- isn't necessarily viable, at least in VGC, is Hydreigon. It's three-headed dragon is sick, even if fairy types kill him. Random guy named insert name here. Um, so Hydreigon is actually incredibly viable in UU. Fun fact. And if you want to watch some UU battles with Hydreigon in it, I suggest you check out our YouTube where we do all the WWTC commentary and you can see some pretty cool UU uh, matchups, especially some with Hydreigon in it. But thank you for that email, random guy named insert name here. <laughs> this next one's from uh, Tyler Hubbard. Uh, Maximus, you want to grab this one? Because it's going to lead into a discussion. <laughs> Roger that. This is... Should I just say his first name, honestly? Yeah, just call him Tyler. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so... This is from Tyler. Hi, I'm a new listener because I've been wanting to get into competitive play. I've started playing Pokemon in Gen 1. I stopped playing after Gen 4 until recently I bought Sun and Moon for my girlfriend and I. One night watching YouTube video after YouTube video, I ended up Pokemon World Championship video and got incredibly interested. I hear the terms EV and IV a lot, but I don't understand what it is. And also, I'd like to know, where do I start in order to get the competitive Pokemon? Thanks for any advice from Tyler. <clears throat> so now we've become oh an advice column. Yeah, so this is deep, right? <laughs> so, IV stands for individual value. These are like the DNA of your Pokemon, which mean that... Uh, every Pokemon has a value 0 to 31 for every one of their stats. And that stat says, in this range, what the Pokemon stat can max out at. Uh, 31 is the best, 0 is the worst. In some cases, you want one or the other. In very rare cases, you want something in the middle. Um, the only case I can think of that is Stack Attack. And and so that that's what that is. And EVs are a little bit easier to understand. These things are called effort values. Um, there are several ways to earn them, but the old school way of earning them is every time you battle a Pokemon, they give you one to three effort values. And for every four effort values, you gain a stat point for that type of effort value. So, so let's say you battle, I think it's Rattata. And if you battle Rattata, I believe you get an effort value in speed. And so if you battle four Rattata, you get four EVs in speed, meaning you get an extra point and extra stat point in speed. Um, this can't go on forever. It ends up getting maxed out at 252 EVs in a particular stat and 510 EVs overall for your Pokemon. So it, two EVs typically always go to waste because you can't do any... 510 isn't divisible by four. 
but this is that's that's kind of what they mean and it's how you get into competitive now if you want to really get into competitive i think we did a show on this like a really long time ago i don't like doing them too often yeah i mean i think you try to do one like roughly one each generation but really once you yeah. have one they say about the same <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I agree. We don't we don't do these very often, mostly because I don't like. I mean, we sound like a dead horse, but I know there's people that jump in and try to play competitive each time, and they don't want to like dig in our archive for it. So, I mean, honestly, one of the best ways to get into it is to join us on our Discord and say, "Hey, I'm looking yeah. to do this stuff," and there are plenty of people who, who, there who help you get set up with the tools you need to get ready and uh, to help you with breeding advice and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say just come check us out on the discord if you really want to get into competitive. Yeah, that's the real big thing. I would totally do that. I think that is a uh, fair, fair advice because it's going to be much easier than us to going over it on the show, but that's kind of the gist of it. And if you really want to go other than the discord, I would I would check out smogon, S M O G O N.com and just check out some of their articles. They do have guides on how to get into EVs and IVs and stuff like that and some comprehension of it. So does Cerebi. Cerebi's actually got a decent guide on EVs and IVs. So I would definitely check that out. But thanks for that email, Tyler. All right, uh, Snag, I'll let you get this next one from from our good friend Kelly. Hey, Trin, Thatch, and Co. I don't play competitively, so I don't... I can't answer the real question, but you said we could tell you our favorite cookie. I'm a huge fan of Snickerdoodles and black and white cookies. But she's right. Those are the best cookies. <laughs> Meh. Uh, you know, honestly... What? <laughs> give, give me an uh, an iced oatmeal cookie, and th- that'd be really good. Or just, like, Christmas cookies. Those are great. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Those are good. Last time I wrote in, just before my husband and I got married. Congratulations. Uh, you gave us uh, the Green Taurus badge. Uh, we got the actual pins made, remember? Two years later, mm-hmm. we are expecting our first little Pokemon trainer. My stepdaughter is really worried that we're going to actually name the baby after a Pokemon. Just to mess with her, I keep saying things like, What about Snorlax? Or, Lapras w- uh, wouldn't be a bad name, right? Though in all seriousness, I do like Eevee for a girl. Well, that was off topic. Hope uh, we at least have uh, have you smile. Catch you on the flip-flop. Kelly from the Safari Zone and future Pokemon trainer. Well, that's adorable. congratulations, Kelly. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I you know I know all the the ins and outs of being a Pokemon fan and having kids and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think we sometimes like uh, when uh, my my youngest Snagaran uh, was uh, was born. We were uh, you know jokingly calling him a Snorlax or a Munchlax or something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, my my kids never thought that they would actually really call him that. So. <laughs> All right. So we've got one more email here from, I believe, the boy Gardevoir. What? (laughs) Okay. Hello, Thatchet is post-Halloween co-host. It is I, the boy Gardevoir, hailing from the city known as Toronto, Canada, the faraway region, (laughs) where it gets cold enough for the ungodly substance, which can shut down everything up here, snow. Anyways, enough about Vanellix and Cryagonal, and on to the mailbag. Please direct your attention to the Gen 5 ghost overshadowed by Chandelure and Golurk, Kofagrigus. Okay, so you're entirely wrong. Kofagrigus is such a good Pokemon. But I, I'm excited to read what you have to say. This NUBL tier Pokemon has access to natural bulk in the defense and special defense, 145 and 105, coupled with its 95 stat and special attack, and access to Calm Mind and Nasty Plot, as well as usability in Trick Room with its speed being 30. Let's it be a scary special sweeper after a few calm minds or nasty plots come up. 
Combined with his signature ability, Mummy, it can disable weather teams with ease. Or for that matter, if any team that relies heavily on abilities such as the weather trio... Uh, so uh, it doesn't actually really bother the weather trio because if you switch out, it just goes away and then you reset the rain anyway, uh, competitive intimidate and contrary Pokemon intimidate doesn't shut down intimidate either because the, the ability doesn't retain mummy and intimidate only procs when you bring the Pokemon in same with contrary. Well, it could, it could affect contrary contrary is the one and (laughs) contrary and competitive. Uh, anyways, that's all from this single champion. Bye-bye, Butterfree, from now, and see you next time. The boy Gardevoir. But Cofagrigus is a good bond. Also, also, it was sent using Psychic. Using Psychic. Yeah, I forgot that. That's, that was the cute <laughs> part. But Cofagrigus is actually a good Pokemon. I think it's it was UU and OU for a while, at least in Gen 6. It was used a lot. Uh, Gen 6, you see, Gen 6 to Gen 7, we had a huge meta shift because we got a lot of really good fairies, but we also saw... The- I, I I came to, I came to last week to realize that like the loss of Talonflame was had such an impact on the meta, like no joke. Talonflame being nerfed was probably the biggest change that ever happened to the meta, and we can get into that in another day. I miss me I miss me some Smogon Bird though. No, Kof- I haven't used one personally, but yeah, Cofagrigus is, is good. I think he was just saying before that um he was overshadowed by Chandelure and Gol- Golark at least in Gen five. Yeah. I, I don't... How, well, in Gen 5, yeah, if you're talking about, like, picking up one to run through the game, yes. But if you're talking about competitively, Cofagrigus, I think, was always better than Golurk. Um, maybe not Chandelure at all times, but definitely always better than Golurk. Golurk is one of my favorite design Pokemon, and it makes me really sad that he's just not good. He literally, like, flies by becoming a rocket ship. He's nutsos. But that is gonna be it for the mailbag segment today, guys. If you would like to send us an email next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, you can send us an email letting us know whether you think the Let's Go Pikachu and EB Games should have a competitive meta. Once again, send that in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, hey, Thatch, real quick. Before you get into your ending spiel thing here, oh, uh, yeah, do we want to give badge. a green Taurus badge? <laughs> I always forget. Uh, the answer is yes, I guess. I don't care. <laughs> um, we can pro- Let's give it to Tyler so that he comes to the Discord. There we go. And he learns how to play competitive. Yes. T- there we go. Tyler, come, you won the Green Taurus badge, but you have to come to our Discord to do it, and Thatch will probably to tell you about it. our yep. Discord right now. Yeah, so if you want to hang out with us throughout, throughout the week, you can first of all check out our, our social medias. You can check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. All of those are in the show notes and on our website, PucklePodcast.com. Also, they're just all Puckle Podcast. Just type Puckle Podcast, and you'll find us. And then, of course, you can... You can, of course, follow us, uh, check out our Discord where you can hang out with us during the week and talk Pokemon. Just find that invite link in the description. It's also on our website, PucklePodcast.com. If you want to keep up with more content throughout the week, you can do so in a couple different ways. The first of which being you can go ahead and... Uh, I saw that. <laughs> uh, but you could go... I thought you would drop for a second. No. Uh, <laughs> we. You could go ahead and... Uh, you can go ahead and check out all some more content from us at YouTube on Puckle Plus. We do Puckle Plus shows throughout the week, whether it be the TCG cast, the game corner, which is coming out this week, right? Um, uh, it's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. And, uh, just as a heads week, up, folks, I think, yeah, uh, I'll check and make sure that, yeah, this week, yeah. this week. Yep. I think so. <laughs> hey, I have some editing so. to do, but, uh, with that, <laughs> <laughs> but with that folks, I will mention we are, uh, starting up our tournament of champions that will kick off this week. So, uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun when we, uh, when we do this. So. Yeah, uh, the next few months will be a lot of fun. 
Yes, and then of course, if you want to do some more, uh, if you want to, if you want to check out some battles, you can go to our YouTube, like I've been talking about. You can go to our youtubecom podcast. Just subscribe, like that, like them videos, do all the YouTube things. <coughs> the bell does something, and you can go ahead and just watch us there, watch our battle commentaries. It's really appreciated. We're trying to, we're trying to get back to partnership. It's a race back to partnership. We just need a thousand subscribers to do it, and you guys are helping us one person at a time. If you want to help the show out, you can do so in a couple different ways. First, if you're just bored, just go on over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, we're only four away from 300, and we'd love to blow past that even if we could. If we go up to 350 even, that'd be phenomenal. The more iTunes reviews we get, the bigger, uh, the more people can find us. And the more people that can find us, the bigger our community is. The bigger our community is, the bigger our tournaments, the bigger our tournaments, the bigger the prizes. So definitely, like that's a nice long chain of events. <laughs> but if you, it all starts with you going to iTunes and reviewing us, or reviewing us on whatever platform you're looking at. iTunes, though, helps us probably the most. Um, you can, of course, find us, though, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PucklePodcast, where Jashir and I are streaming as well for some extra content. We really appreciate when you guys come and hang out. I do battles. Jashir has been doing TCG and some poking. Um, and then, of course, if uh, you want to help out the show monetarily, there's a couple different ways. First, you can go to that Twitch website, and you can, if you have a Twitch Prime membership, we do if you have Amazon Prime, you can just subscribe to us for free. We really appreciate it. It gives us a couple of dollars, and it's really, really helpful. You do have to do, redo it, re-up every month. But if you feel like you're we're worth it, we'd really appreciate it. On top of that, if you want to get some cool merchandise, you can go to T Public. T Public's having a sale right now, thirty percent off on everything. You can find everything from a Pittsburgh Piplups throw pillow to a Puckle Podcast T-shirt. Yeah, uh, go ahead, buy those. Christmas is coming up, so it's a good time to do that. And then finally, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can go to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, and you can just donate to us more directly, get some cool gifts, get some new swag. And we've also got our, uh, we've, we're going to be announcing our Pokemon giveaway for the month for the $5 and up patrons very soon. If not, you could be a member of the live show, which will be going live this Saturday. So you could definitely check that out. Uh, and if you want to be a part of one of those, you have to, of course, come become a patron and just hang out with us in our exclusive Patreon channel on the Discord. So that is going to be it for the Puckle Podcast. I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Mr. Matins. And I'm Professor Snag. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.